Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, how are you? Good. We're doing this. We're getting the new audio situation figured out. I'm so excited. I figured out how to add the intro and the outro. So sorry for (laughs) last week's episode. Didn't have any of that. But I think I figured it out so that when this episode comes out, should have all of that stuff added into it. All right. That's brilliant. I have to tell you. I go to the vet and, you know, I have both the dogs with me. So, you know how Angel's an anomaly and people just freak out when they see her. So, I open the door to the vet's office and there's a couple in there, a younger couple, and they're holding a puppy, a 10-week-old golden retriever puppy, which is adorable. But my eyes snap to the man that's standing in there, her husband who is like fucking six five and built like a warrior and he's wearing a tank top and Mm. shorts and they're like drooling all over angel and i'm drooling all over him i'm like look at the wife look at the wife don't look at him because i'm like good god all i could think of is this man is hot as hell he's built like a linebacker He's very handsome. It was very difficult to um, not drool on him. And he's like asking me all these questions about Angel. Of course, I always get, how much does he weigh? And I always have to say, it's a girl. Everybody assumes because she's so big, it's a boy. And I'm like, she's 197 pounds. I go, how much do you weigh? (laughs) And I swear to God... I must have heard him wrong because I swear he said 270 and I didn't want to ask him again. And so I made myself just sit in the chair and speak to the wife about the puppy. But inside I was like, automatically I see these type of men now. And I'm like, you should be on the cover of a book. Perfect response would have been the ride limit is 300 pounds. So you're just (laughs) under the wire. (laughs) God's wife was right there. I know I was thinking, What's it like to have him on top of you? What's it like to ride him? It must be amazing. But I kept it all under wraps. You'd be proud. I don't think they had an inkling. I did say to the office people, though, when they laughed, I'm like, Jesus Christ, did you see that guy? I'll be talking about him on our podcast today. They're like, we'll be sure to tune in because we'll know exactly who you're talking about. Like, say, oh my gosh, I love it. It's a yeah, it's okay, it's all good. How are you? Good. That reminds me of T.S. Joyce and her Instagram 
because she just posted some photos of her and her fiance from their engagement photo shoot. Oh, and I bet it's amazing. He, they look so good together. I'm like obsessed. Yeah, with they them. do. It's, it's not healthy, but I'm obsessed with them. And I'm opening them right now. So he's so much taller than her, and I forget mm-hmm. that he's like literally. I think a foot and a half taller than her, if not more. Jesus. Because she wow. is such a short stack and he's such a big fucking guy. He's either 6'4 or 6'6, six, six, I think. And I think she's only 4'11. So they are some of the Sarah Ivy Hill size yeah. difference, salt planet giants character inspiration. I didn't realize she was so tiny. I mean, she looked tiny, but I had no idea she was that tiny. I told you in high school, my my boyfriend for three, four years, three years was, I'm 5'3", and he was 6'4". I've dated big. a guy that's 6'4 before. You did? Let's talk about him later. <laughs> he, he was a fireman <laughs> in the Navy. We could talk about him now. <laughs> well, that he was a fireman in the Navy. You're absolute perfect. What? What happened? How long did you date him? How'd you meet him? We worked together at IKEA. That was his like mm. night job or his second job or I don't even fucking know. So, anyways, he was nice enough, but he was not the one for me. Even though he, he wasn't was Jeff. Mm. No, no, he was not. Unfortunately, the best sex I've ever had. <laughs> no. he had all the right. All the right. I'm not saying I'm just going to stop talking right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> but why? You're spilling your guts. This was like 25 fucking years ago. Funny story. I don't know if Amberly ever listens to this, but he and I were dating and it was like kind of casual, not super serious, but we would like hook up and whatever. And so one night I left his place and I went home because I was sharing an apartment with my friend who is the heaviest fucking sleeper in the entire world. And Mm -hmm. so I had gone home and she had locked the overlatch, which great, you know, safety first and all these things. But I was not able to get into our apartment and she wasn't answering her phone or the doorbell or the knocking or anything. So I had to call this guy and be like, can I please come back even though I just left your house because I need some place to sleep because my roommate is a fucking uh, hibernating bear right now. Mm, And did he say, of course? So embarrassing. Yes, he was fine. He said yes. So I had, but it was so embarrassing to have to call and be like, I need to come back. Well, you know, what's funny is I remember this story. You never told me there was a man involved. I remember the story of Amberly sleeping through you trying to get in the house and she never woke up. That's funny. Well, where did you think I slept? I don't know. I must have flipped into mother mode and thought she eventually just opened the door or I didn't want to know where you slept. I don't know. I actually have a lot of stories about this guy. How funny. We're just been the whole uh, <laughs> beginning talking about this guy. Oh. I was like hanging out with him, talking to him, dating him, what have you, casual though. And I remember at one point he got a new car and I found out because somebody else I work with told me that he got a new car and he hadn't told me that he was buying a new car. And it's so like small and trivial, but I was like really like eye-opening experience with him to be like, oh, that's how little you care about this, whatever. Like, I understand we're a casual 
yeah. situation, but like I'm talking to you, you're talking to me. I don't know anything about your life if you're not going to share this kind of shit with me. But then on the flip side, Amberly and I had that apartment and that's back when I had Henley. Yeah. So we weren't supposed to have a cat in that apartment. And so whenever they would come to look at the apartment or if we had to have service, I had to take Henley out of the unit. <laughs> oh, so poor Henley. He, he would let me bring the cat to his house. I think I did it twice. I can't remember if something was getting fixed or something. On one hand, he was a good guy and he was like in it and he was letting me, you know, dealing with all of me and my weird mm-hmm. fucking situations that were happening at the time. But then he wouldn't clue me into little shit like he's buying a new car and everything. Just it was a very weird relationship. Well, I have many stories about my weird relationships, but I'll just talk about my last ex-husband that I knew that he didn't give a shit about me when I finally asked him after seven years of marriage, what's my middle name? Do you even know my middle name? He did not. He guessed and it was was the wrong fucking name. And I'm like, you're an asshole. You exert no effort to know anything about me. You certainly don't value me fuck you get out and that was it oh my gosh yikes and then i then i have one person that i wish i could talk to you about but it is so over the edge i will never talk to you about maybe i'll talk to trev when we go to scotland but i would never want to discuss what went down with this person over the years that we were together but he was fucking insane oh wow (laughs) It doesn't narrow it down any, but that's okay. Anyway, how are you managing with the girls and everything? So my husband's out of town for about two weeks at the moment, and things are fine, actually. I mean, we're used to this. He does this a couple times a year, so. I laugh and laugh and laugh at you young people when you're like, oh my God, my spouse, not you in particular, but there are couples where my spouse is going out of town. What am I going to do about the kids? Blah, 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 blah. And I've raised you alone with no fucking help your entire life. Oh, well, I mean, he's always traveled for work i mean he used to have to go out of town for a month at a time i've dealt with this the whole time i've known him he's been doing this for work i always do the drop off in the morning so the only thing i usually have issue with is the afternoon doing pickups if i need help doing pickups but now that my oldest has a job and she starts that that's an added mm-hmm. yes situation of taking her to and from that we need to mm-hmm. do well good luck to you is all i gotta say yeah thanks so do you want to start on the book the book is bad blood bear a bear shifter faded mate paranormal romance book number one in the bad blood shifters series by anastasia wild mouthful yes that is a lot but it is all the things i like faded mates paranormal romance shifters all the things so i have to do a personal disclaimer at the beginning of the episode if you don't mind no no okay go ahead (laughs) shit what i don't want it to sound like i hated this book while i'm talking about it but there was something about this book that made it hard for me to read it and finish it because i felt like i had read this book before and i don't know if it was because the book was so similar to other books i've read 
or if I have, for, I even like at one point went to my Goodreads and looked up my Goodreads to see if I had already read this book. It wasn't uh-huh. on there. So for some reason, I just the whole time was like, wow, this story is really, really familiar to me. And so I couldn't really get into it because it almost seemed predictable in not that in the way it was written, but in the fact that I really, really felt like I had read this story before. I did like it. I just don't want it to sound like I hated it because it was hard for me to read it for that random issue. Don't you think it's because it's a similar bear shifter type of book? I mean, when I started reading it, I was thinking, oh, it's a bear shifter thing. I love bear shifters. So I was fine with it. It wasn't even that it was like, oh, bear shifters and this and that. It really was like every single like specific thing in here. I feel like I've read it before. And I don't know if I've read it in a different book or if I've read it in this book. And I just forgot that I had read this book already. Like the thing that happens with her and her bear and how to fix her bear. Like all of that seemed really familiar to me. So maybe I've read it or I have heard of authors having different pen names. I don't think this happened, but maybe she wrote this under a different name and then rebranded it under this name. I don't know what my problem was. I was having a glitch in the Matrix the entire time I read (laughs) this basically. I bet you have read it before because I've read a shit ton of bear shifter books and I've not read this situation before. The only other thing I want to say for myself, and I don't know, you might have had the same problem that I had. When I exported my notes for this book, for some reason, it didn't export any information about the chapters, but it did export, excuse me, the page numbers so all it literally said was start and then it did every note that i took and it didn't break down by chapter which was so weird i don't think i've ever had a book export that way before so i had that happen i just waited a really long time after doing the export because it wasn't showing any chapter numbers and eventually it popped up and i did export them out when i got my notes it did have page number it did have chapter numbers Hmm. but it only did half the book. It didn't do all my notes. So I'm going to have to go back into my phone when we get to that point. So it's okay. So going back to the the book, we start in chapter one and there's someone named Lisa Ramsey mm-hmm. and she's running through a compound in Arkansas and uh, or she has run away from a compound in Arkansas and she was running away from someone named Brother Damien. She feels sick to her stomach and she just keeps thinking, you know, all she keeps thinking of is blood, kill, devour. And she feels like there's a demon inside her clawing to get out. She smells meat cooking and she's like, oh my God, I'm starving. But she hardly has any money. She walks into a diner and walks right into a gigantic man describes as the hands belong to a huge mountain of a man the size of a pro wrestler because she's stumbling and i guess he catches her she describes him as having all hard chiseled planes with sexy scruff around a grim mouth and headlines that saying he used to smile a a lot but he doesn't anymore this quote-unquote demon inside her freezes and looks into his beautiful soft moss green eyes and her only thought is want want bite mine and the demon inside her starts a little growl (laughs) i'm like oh i'm gonna like like this book yeah it's kind of like you at the vet today (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god yes thank god uh she reaches up and gives him a kisses him on the mouth which thank god i controlled myself enough not to do that probably would have the guy would have died mm-hmm. he'd be like you old hag get away from me Lisa has some of the most intense hunger pains or oh. the most overwhelming hangry episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where she's I could relate. So hungry. Yeah, she's so hungry. She basically blacks out, but she doesn't like black out in that she passes out. She blacks out in the like she loses control. She just will eat anything in sight because this demon inside of her takes over. So that's basically what's happening to her at this diner that she goes to. She ends up eating like three raw cheeseburgers, a couple yeah. of fries, and like a bunch of drinks, devours everything. And then once she's finally full, then she kind of comes back to herself. And then she gets the bill. I think I have a quote from how she was eating. Yes, it says she didn't remember getting her food. She'd sat down at the table and looked at the menu and then nothing. Now her plate held nothing but a wreck of fries and shredded burgers with some lettuce (laughs) and tomatoes scattered through it. Her hands were greasy and bloody as if she'd stuffed her naked burger into her mouth with both hands like a crazy person. There was still juice running down her chin. Yeah. I highlighted that, too. And Tank, that's the big mountain of a man. He's sitting at a different table and he just is staring at her. But he looks he looks concerned. So she gets the bill and the bill is like twenty four dollars, twenty five dollars. And then she freaks out because, of course, she only has like four (laughs) dollars and some pocket lint to pay (laughs) (laughs) also sounds like me so then she goes to the bathroom because she's gonna need to like dine and ditch she's freaking out because she feels bad and she can't believe she went so out of control yada yada i think she comes back out of the bathroom and she notices that tank is paying her bill right yes and she sees him and says the incredible hulk man who was just getting up from his table and she thought, oh, good, he's leaving. But he looks over at her and then he puts money on her table to pay her bill. So he was helping her because, of course, it's like the Hulk to the rescue. That's his thing. He likes to help people, but he's like, nope, don't get involved. Walk away. Leave. He's thinking to himself, but her scent is smells wrong. Something's off. And then it's funny because he was in his truck and then it says tank suddenly realized he was standing in the street next to his truck. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And he's a grizzly bear shifter. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. His grizzly bear just made him get back out of the the truck and want to help this person. Some things like that really made me chuckle because I could totally picture him like, oh yeah, like, fuck it. I paid her bill. I'm done with her. Get in the Mm -hmm. truck. I'm out of here. I'm going back to where I live. And then next thing he knows, he's like outside and he's like, how the hell did this happen? (laughs) Like I could totally picture the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And his bear is trying to center to find out where she went. And he's like, he's thinking, I'm trying to keep a low profile here. I don't I don't need to get involved in whatever the hell is happening with her. He thought all I need to do is pick up groceries for Jasmine, the Jaguar shifter who did the cooking for his crew. That's all he wants to do. But he's so distracted by her that he ends up following her or he follows her scent or both to 
where she's staying, where she's squatting. She's homeless. Like we can imagine he has this like pull to her that he doesn't want or need, but the bear does what the bear wants. Yeah. He even thinks, why won't my bear let me leave you? That was the million dollar question and the one he really didn't want an answer to. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks he's too messed up to get involved in anybody else's problems. But he ends up finding her at an abandoned convenience store and he sees her crawl through a boarded up window or some flap by the window. And he ends up climbing in after her. And then he's like, how... How is he going to explain to her that he had a grizzly inside of him? And that's why he was following her. So this chapter is in her point of view. And this is when we find out that the demon in her, we don't find out why it was put there yet, but we find out a little bit of her backstory. So she thinks about how she had spent over two years with this cult, basically, named Mm -hmm. People of Ursus. And she herself thinks of them as a backwoods cult in Arkansas and that they lived in isolation, farming and baking artisan bread, which I myself am a fan of artisan bread and that they sell their wares (laughs) at local farmers markets. This is me. This is how I would get lured into this cult situation. Me too. I'd be like, me too. I don't really want to farm, but can I eat the bread and can I read my books? That's what would lure me in. And these people were waiting for the return of the bear god incarnate. And And then it says they were nutcases, clearly. But at least she felt safe there. She had been living on the streets. Oh, yeah. So we find out later in the book that she's been homeless since she was 16, I think it was two years ago or she spent two I think she spent two years with these people Yeah, they were good for a while yeah okay they were good for a while but after a while then it got really out of hands when like a new person took over leadership of the cult which we've learned more about that later in the book but I really liked how Tank and Lisa actually have their first conversation or their first real like meeting I think this is how it ends he says to her like he's leaving her squad area maybe I'll see you around my name's Tank and then she says Lisa she holds out her hands and they shake it and then she stood up on her tiptoe and kissed his cheek and she says to him she's fucking hilarious thanks for lunch I'm sorry I bit you and cut you and didn't have sex with you you're sweet and I like your abs maybe some other time (laughs) That's how she says goodbye to him. (laughs) I highlighted this part because I thought it was hilarious. So when he first goes into the... You all right? I just dropped something on my foot. Sorry. Ow. You okay? (laughs) Yeah, I'm all right. Oh, my God. I can't fuck up my foot after I fucked up my knee. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about what happened real fast to you. Oh, God. Okay. What do you want me I'm to sorry, say? but how it's... I, how I ate shit in the parking lot in front of a bunch of people? Yeah. Yes. So embarrassing. But elaborate. Oh, my God. My knee still hurts. And this happened almost a oh. week ago. It doesn't hurt as bad, though. It is healing. Okay, good. So my husband had to go out of town. And so we had a couple days before he went out of town, gone out to a local soccer game to watch them play and have like a date night, just the two of us. So everything was good. The team won. We were leaving. We're walking to the car and I 
we walk into the parking garage and something about how the entrance to the parking garage was for the cars, like the ramp that the cars would drive on. I wasn't paying attention because we were talking. And so my foot caught on the lip of the entrance to the parking garage. And so I like caught my foot, stumbled a few paces and then fell and (laughs) ate shit in the parking garage. Oh Oh God. God. It was so embarrassing. I, Uh, in front of everybody there was security that ran up a bunch of people behind fortunately like nobody else oh god did anything to like come over and like really further the embarrassment i like skinned my knee through the jeans but didn't rip my jeans somehow fucked up my hands because of course it was like this really weird texture not normal street paving texture it was like this weird you know how when you're putting tile up and you take the trowel and you dig in the yes. into the ground? Mm-hmm. That's basically what that was for the whole floor. So, yeah, fun times. And I'm like, oh, my God, really going to mess myself up right before my husband leaves town for two weeks. How shit is this timing? Well, I have to tell you where your one mistake was. Well, two mistakes. What? One, stop, stop wearing flip-flops because... That's that's not going to help you. But two, you should have feigned major injury and made them call the fire department so that you could have seen some sexy firemen to make you feel better. (laughs) Oh, man. God damn it. That would have been the best. It would have been the best. See, mom's always thinking. One, I wanted to say I'm very grateful that you're okay because... That I would have died of embarrassment too, but next time think ahead, think fireman, sexy, hot. Okay. And, um, this is how injured I didn't even hit my head, but this is how injured I was apparently because I didn't even think of fireman. I just thought, give me the fuck <laughs> out of here. I'm so embarrassed. And oh. I fell, even though I didn't have any alcohol, like so annoying. <laughs> that is the worst part. That is the absolute yeah. worst part. Yeah, because everybody, you're probably even going, I wasn't even drinking. And people are like, sure, right. But we know you weren't. No, I, I even told my husband, I'm like, I wasn't even drinking. He had three beers. I'm like, if I get fucking injured, we're going to have to Uber home because I can't drive. Because, of course, it's my oh. right knee that I messed oh, up. Oh, no. So I'm like, I can't drive and you're drunk. Well, not wasted, <laughs> but can't drive. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Anyways. So that's how life rolls. But we just get up, dust ourselves off. You should have jumped up, thrown your arms in the air, you know, like you s- stuck the the point and gone, ta-da! And then just walked, hobbled away. Thinking, yeah, I could have like tucked and rolled and really made a whole thing and been like, I meant yes. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's awful. So going back to the book, there was a part that I wanted to read out of this chapter we were talking about because I thought it was hilarious. Tank gets into her squat. He, She hears the noise and grabs a knife and she all of a sudden sees somebody standing in the doorway and she reaches forward and she slices his forearm. He ends up grabbing her wrist and twisting her around. It says pinning her against him with her knife, hand held to, down to the side. She stiffened. You better not be here to rape me, she says, because my vagina has teeth and it will bite your dick right off. And also, lately I go wacko and attack people. It's not pretty. <laughs> Her vagina has teeth. There was so many exchanges that 
I really could appreciate in this book, that being one of them. So now starts the time where I just have random highlights of stuff that I liked or things that I wanted to remember. Okay. They're in order of when they happen because they're in page order, but there's no like back information for any of this. So, <laughs> so we lasted I've... about 30 minutes or so before I fell off the rails. <laughs> okay. I can see how dedicated you are to the success of this podcast. <sighs> I, I once again, I'm carrying the the bulk of responsibility on my shoulders so that you can just have a good old time in your life, but that's okay. Apparently that's what I'm here for. So it's all right. I, I have copious notes. So go ahead. I'm sure I can fluff up whatever the bare minimum you, uh, you have to contribute. Go ahead. <laughs> I really, I am so tempted to make a fluffer joke, but that's really not appropriate considering <laughs> you're my mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. But, when I, but yeah. But I think the listeners can fill in the blanks. <laughs> yes. I'm sure they can. Oh God. Oh, God. So what, what do you have? I'll add to it. Okay, good. We find out that Tank had a mate and she passed away. Her name was Angie. And he says that they were, or he thinks, excuse me, that they were a clan of two, that they bonded young. And he not only adored her, but he loved being mated. Mm -hmm. It's really sad what happened to her yes. and him. He goes back to the compound that they live in, which is basically like a mansion with a bazillion acres, all this stuff. And we find out that they have this land and this mansion and everything everything because of this guy I can't remember his first name but i think his last name was grant they had got alexander his home oh alexander yes that's right they had gotten his home and all of his possessions because he had done some heinous things to them and i think other people and so this was kind of the justice that they got grant was in jail on charges of attempted murder, kidnapping, and human trafficking. This was a form of justice that they had received his home and his possessions and all his land. I liked it. I liked it too. And so Tank lives in the main house with Flynn, right? Flynn is the yes. alpha of this, the soon-to-be alpha of this pack. And then a bunch of other people in the pack live on the land but not necessarily in the mansion i thought it was cool that the people in the pack were not all bears they're all different animals yeah they're all survivors of this laboratory where alexander grant had held them and did experiments on them they were all fucked over by this guy so they are a messed up group of ragtag shifters and there's several different kinds in the group and they are all fucked up mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yes, yeah they are yeah there's a guy named sander or tank thinks of him as the homicidal panther shifter yeah he's the and most messed jasmine, up uh-huh jasmine was a jaguar and she's also the compound's chef. And Flynn was a black-maned lion. Who, yeah. And then there's somebody named Tristan. Was Tristan a bear? Even though we never meet him, do we find out what animal he was? Wasn't he a wolf? Oh, a wolf. He, okay. Um. Yeah. 
He he yeah. split off with another pack and they moved to Utah. Are there in Idaho? They were, oh, Idaho. Sorry, I get those two mixed up. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tristan is his best friend and he is with his sister with the Silver Lake Wolf Pack. The only thing I wanted to say about Tristan is mm-hmm. that if we wanted to know, I'm not sure which came first, this series or the one we're reading right now if we wanted to know more about tristan he probably has a book himself because she does have a silver lake shifters series yeah i saw something in the maybe it was the end of the book or somewhere where it's talking about if you want to know how these characters got to where they are there are other books that talk about it and i thought oh i wish we had started there but it's okay so the silver lake shifters book one came out in 2016 so yeah i think maybe that was the series that came before this one keep that in mind she's got a bunch of books with a bunch of different shifters and um there's even one series called silver lake enforcers and they look like they're military and shifters i might have to read that there's even a dragon one called Darkwing Dragon series. Anyway, we're digressing. We haven't finished talking about this book yet. Okay, so basically her and Tank get a little touchy-feely while she's in the squat. And he does something with his mouth too close to her shoulder. And she flips the fuck out, runs off and like hides and locks herself in like the bathroom or something. And then she even thinks how bite mark on her shoulder was a coincidence and there was no reason she should have freaked when Tank almost bit her there and he wasn't even biting hard like somebody named Brother Damien and that he was just taking sexy nibbles but that she flipped the F out. She doesn't know what's wrong with her and bite mark obviously has something to do with it. She thinks there's a demon in her or there's something wrong with her. Even though she ran off and locked herself in that room Tank does bring her food and a bunch yes. of and leaves yeah. it at the entrance of her squat. He gives her a camp stove and a pan and a bunch of food. She thinks apparently death threats were a turn on for some guys. And that <laughs> even two days later, there was a bag with some fancy schmancy bath and body store shampoo that smelled like fruit. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And my next note is when we find out about that bite on her shoulder because Tank knows what it is, even though she doesn't know what it is. He realizes that she's got the bite there, that it's a claiming mark, and that this guy, Damien, had claimed and turned her, and she that she was a human before. It says, the fact that she was alive at all was a testament to her will to survive. And he thinks, note to self, find Brother Damien and fucking <laughs> kill him. I love that. Yeah. I-, I always love when they get like that. Tank takes her to the camp because she ended up smelling a barbecue her bear flipped out she lost her mind attacked these people trying to get their food and she ended up getting thrown in jail and he took her out of jail and said you know you need to come with me and i liked it when he introduces her to flynn she thinks to herself what is this the land of the fucking giants 
They were two of the biggest men she'd ever seen in person. Someone you'd want on your side because he'd crush your enemies to powder without blinking. It was so funny. It's hilarious. I really liked the side characters in this, and I liked that they're not all the same type of animal, that they're a pack of misfits. Tells her, I'm going to take you home. She's thinking her home, but he keeps driving out in the woods, and they start this banter about him being a serial killer which you would never in a million years think would be funny but it was fucking hilarious my quote is right after she finds out that they're shifters i highlighted this because i thought it was funny um they tell her about shifters and i'll kind of explain a little bit about the pack system what have you and her response is holy fuck and then it says flynn raised his eyebrows at her they all waited lisa shook her head that's all I got. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What else can I say? Jesus Christ. Somebody explains this to her. This is what we find out what everybody's animal is. Most shifter crews are one species, but this is a mixed crew. Lion, grizzly, jaguar, snow leopard, asshole panther, and a couple more who come around now and then and can't fucking decide if they're staying or going. They tell her you can stay with us. Eventually, they're going to get jobs, you know, because the settlement's going to run out eventually. And Flynn tells her, you know, the basic, he has some rules, like don't fuck with the crew, at least until you can shift and defend yourself. The crew's really fucked up and they end up having to bleed each other and fight every once in a while. The shifters are secret. That's number one. Don't tell anybody about us. He tells her about the shifter council and she's shocked to find out that the shifters have a government. And then Flynn goes rule number five and she thinks this guy had a lot of rules. You don't leave the territory. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you don't leave this territory. You don't even leave the clearing without me or tank because they're worried about this brother Damien coming to take her back. Because not only did he bite her, he's bro the brother Damien's a rogue bear that took over the poor cult when the good brother died. And not only did he bite her to claim her, but he has some kind of magic that locked her bear. Yeah. That was kind of weird. So this book has shifters, <laughs> but then it also has magic. Well, at least it wasn't the Which same old shit. I liked it. Yeah, it was just different because it's not just the shifter thing. This guy has the ability to shift, but then he also has magic somehow, which was just, it was just different. I think my favorite part of the whole book might be when she meets Xander. I think it's Xander oh God. she's meeting and yes. she's having this conversation with. <laughs> He's a smart ass. So he says she's cute to tank. And then he says to her, you looking for a mate sugar? And she responds, <laughs> don't know, maybe, might have to line you all up and compare dicks before I pick one, though. Yeah, and then Flynn's all, forget it, baby. I'm clearly the winner, but I'm not on the market. I loved it. I'm like, that's yeah, I did too. Yeah. Doesn't care what your animal is. Doesn't care anything about you. Just how big's your piddler? And she meets Jasmine, who was a professional chef before she got kidnapped by an by this Alexander Grant who does all the cooking and she comes walking and she's this gigantic jaguar and she just says to her you're god you're beautiful Lynn says you're officially under my protection and when he puts his hand on her shoulder his fingers kind of touch the spot where her bite mark lays 
and she feels a jolt and Flynn's magic is blue, I guess. And the brother's magic is red. And it says red fire burst out of her scar, burning through her t-shirt and singeing Flynn's fingers. And he's like, what the fuck? All of a sudden her bear starts freaking out and thinks blood, kill, devour. She starts shifting at that point she does like a partial shift even though her bear is trapped inside her she can do like a claws big claws sort of shift i didn't really like the red versus blue it was a little too star wars for me made me think of you know the good versus evil well i have no point of reference for that i didn't think i didn't think anything of it but i'm not a star wars fan oh my god did i say that out loud we've just lost 90 percent of people that listen it's okay i don't know why but i just have a lot of highlights from xander i think i have to figure out which book he had and read it because i fucking loved him yeah when he finds out about what's happened to her he asks who is this guy is he coming after her and then he pauses <laughs> for a second and he's like can we kill him yeah and tank says Tank says he's a crazy rogue shifter from Arkansas who thinks he's a god. And no, you can't kill him. I'm killing him. And then Xander's response to that is, I'll fight you for it. Winner gets to kill him. I fucking love him. We also find out that one of the people from that compound was named Brother Matthias. And that was the person that she really cared about. He was an older man that I guess ran the bear cult cult before. Yeah. But then Damien showed up and then Brother Matthias died and they can't really confirm it. But Tank thinks that Damien killed that guy. And then thinks... Note to self, when you kill Brother Damien, do it slowly. Yeah, because she really cared for that man. Sounds like he was a good guy. Hell, he was making bread and honey. Who wouldn't love that? Tries to talk to Flynn and he says that he can't take another mate and that him and Angie were true mates and that she was it for me. And Flynn says that sometimes people can bond twice, which we've had that in another book and I can't think of the book title where we've had that before. People can have yeah, that's like a, f- a second chance mate. Tank feels really, really guilty because we've learned that he wasn't able to protect Angie from these, these rogue hunters that would hunt down shift and kill them i guess that's what happened to angie and then tank lost his mind and spent like many years after that hunting all these people down and and killing them back for what they did uh yeah i love that about him tank's also thinking they all went through this hell together but nobody talks about it and they really need to talk to each other about what they went through xander said something that he was turned against his will and he was really upset and tank didn't know it so he's like you know i feel like if we all talked it might help us not be as fucked up as we are they all need some good therapy to go yeah over all the ptsd they have from their shitty situation that's for sure yes agreed so tank and lisa do end up having some sexy times in the shower i think it was after that they go to have dinner jasmine i think is barbecuing or something outside So they go to have dinner with the group. And I thought this was adorable because when they go, the two of them, to the group, 
somebody, uh, probably Xander, says to them, well, if it isn't Ursa Major and Ursa Minor took you long Mm -hmm. enough, which was adorable nicknames for them. This is why I think Xander is me. Why? he says she just got here today leave it until tomorrow to start annoying the hell out of her and xander's response is but then she'd feel left out i'm an equal opportunity annoyer and i'm like oh fuck no wonder i like xander so much he's basically me who do you annoy everybody like i give people shit all the time oh and okay but then i think it was like let me see literally the next page maybe i'm jasmine and Xander because <laughs> what what happened Lisa's drinking her beer and she's watching Jasmine and it says Jasmine moved around the outdoor grill area doing things to food that Lisa didn't even recognize giving the others jobs and then bitching at them for doing it wrong <laughs> and I said wait is Lisa me that is Am yeah. I every yeah. character in this book <laughs> Yes, you're definitely uh, Jasmine's person because that's you. Uh-huh. Then I have a pretty big jump in my notes because my next note is when they actually go on kind of a date to get to know each other. They like go shopping. That was sweet. He wants to take her on um, a real yeah, date. So, yeah, he takes her shopping because she only has like literally whatever she had in that squat. So they spend the day shopping and then he wants to take her out to an actual dinner. So she gets all dressed up. He gets dressed up. It was super cute. But I liked this because I do appreciate this store. Um, she opens the wine list and then she thinks nine dollars just for a glass of wine you could get four <laughs> bottles of two buck chuck and trader joe's for less than that oh my god it was horrible i'm like oh yeah but she doesn't know because she did run away at 16 so she does she's never done anything like this before this is a real treat for her mm-hmm. yeah treat yourself girl or let him treat you and i think and they have money so it's okay he doesn't mind he wants to do this for her uh, while they're having dinner he tells her that what he likes to do is build tiny houses and he wants to kind of do it as a business Uh, yeah i love that you know me yeah she says she could do a logo for them in that i think it's in this conversation she tells him that she did the website for the bear cult in arkansas and kind of got them into the new age and so that she could do that for him he and flynn are talking about starting a business about making custom homes and his desire is to make tiny houses and he likes creating like these little fantasy tiny houses and he actually took her to one on the property and gave it to her to to sleep in so she'd have her own space I know. I loved it. He said, I like tiny houses because they're like building little jewel boxes. Each one can be pretty. I like tiny, delicate things. Mm hmm. And she thought it was adorable that he would do this. I want to do that. Uh, We find out his real name is Gilbert Morrison. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a shitty name. No wonder he goes by Tank now. The thing that kind of stood out for me in this book is that they were spending a lot of time building their relationship was great and everything. But I wanted them to focus more on them fixing her fucking bear because she's like a ticking time bomb of like trapped bear gonna lose it eventually sort of thing. I did really like her outlook on life. 
she tells him, I know you had that special bond with Angie, but not every relationship has to be forever. I always knew with my boyfriends that one of us would move on sooner or later, but it's nice to have someone to be with, someone to care about, to hold at night and make you feel like you're not alone. Couldn't we be that? And he says, I don't know, but maybe we could try. So she's not asking him for I want she that. She just wants to like enjoy their yeah. time together. They end up having sex. They have a lot of sex in this book, which is fine. I loved it. My next note is from when she has the confrontation with the people from her cult. Lisa decides that she wants to have a real Thanksgiving with the crew that she never had that. And everybody's like, no, they're all down on it. And she's like, yeah, we're going to do it. Flynn ends up agreeing that, yeah, they can do it. He lets them go to town to buy food, but he says, don't growl at anybody, no knives, no teeth, no weapons of any kind. If you have to speak to anybody, use your manners or I will bleed the fuck out of you when we get back. And Xander says, sounds like a fun Thanksgiving. And he pulls, he's pulling his knife and Tank's all, what did he just say? He's all, it's my security knife. He's so crazy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so they end up getting all the food. She ends up getting a weird feeling while they're in the grocery store. Why they would let her again go outside by herself, I don't know. Thought she saw somebody across the street she recognized and all of a sudden thought she killed him when her her monster came partway out and attacked him. And so she's like, I must be hallucinating. It can't possibly be him. And so she's like, I'm going to go step outside in front of the store and get some fresh air. And all of a sudden she hears this voice in her head saying come here it's like a spike through her skull and she just is becomes a zombie and starts walking down the strip mall to this alleyway where there's this brother damon and his two people from the cult and he's a dick man he's uh, uh this really bothered me yeah it was edward her former boyfriend somebody named elder michael and a different guy named elder joshua and this guy damien which is weird because she had a boyfriend there but this guy claimed her as his mate and so i guess what happened was damien bit her turned her against her will without her even knowing what the fuck was happening but then Mm -hmm. because she left since she left he's been doing this to other women but they haven't been surviving the transition oh no he said he tried it a couple or two other times and nobody survived yes and he's horrible to her who shows up tank the crew so she likes having a crew because she knows they're gonna have her back they're able to get away from him somehow my next note is from when they like fight him a second time i think or does he take her is that what happens they take her and so when the guys leave the grocery store she's not there or was she there she went with them they grabbed her they fought and won the heat they threw the people against the wall and knocked some of them out okay that's what it was flynn was the pseudo alpha throughout this book and he had never actually had anybody pledged to him tank is so uh, upset about what happened with her that he wants to kill brother damien so he takes off in his bear form i think to hunt Mm -hmm. them down and kill them but this was kind of interesting she had a vision or some sort of telekinetic connection with him because he's there off trying to kill brother Damien, but she sees him being tortured 
by Brother Damien. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. she's like, oh my God, we have to find him and figure it out. And Flynn's like, well, I can't really find him because we're not actually a pack, you know, technically. This guy named Sloan, which actually I don't think we talked about him at all in the podcast, but he's one of the uh, crew members. He's the white snow leopard. Snow leopard. Okay. Yeah, we didn't talk about him. I totally forgot about him. He pledges and then Lisa pledges. I think a couple more people pledge to him. And then as they're pledging, he's getting more and more alpha power. Oh, yeah. Everybody pledges to him, but tank because tank isn't there right Mm -hmm. yes yeah and so they're able to track brother damien and based on his new alpha powers and the fact that she could kind of see that they were at this cliff location they find brother damien so now they're like the end of the book big battle scene is happening the end scene was okay i thought it was kind of cheesy but it was kind of cool it's like magic is flying here and there and you have like I am the alpha. You will get out of my territory. People pledging to people and the fight and all the things. Lisa tricks the brother by pretending like she's going to go over to Tank and help kill him or something. But she actually jumps on him and claims him and bites him. So the last he was the last member of the crew that Flynn needed his power to beat them. And when she claims him, Flynn becomes strong enough to kick the other people off of the property. That was kind of cool. Flynn has this like territory magic that clicks into place once all of the members pledge to him, which was different. I hadn't really seen that before either. Usually they just fight people to get rid of them. They don't have like magic to like force people out of their territory. So this is almost the end of the book. And Mm -hmm. now Lisa has claimed Tank and she's freaking out a little bit that she's doing it against his will or not necessarily with him wanting it the only other thing i have to talk about is the epilogue did you have anything you wanted to say no go right ahead so um i liked the epilogue because it doesn't end with them getting married it's not them having a million babies it was just a very like still romantic epilogue which i liked um he takes her back to that abandoned convenience store and she says my old squat how romantic and he says incorrect you're looking at the new premises of bear cat construction specializing in renovations and tiny house construction i love that so he actually is offering her a job to work there he wants her to be the marketing manager beginning immediately and she gets super excited because she's never had a job before that was like a great epilogue i thought i didn't have to have all, you know, five years later in our yeah, right sort of situation. You know, they end up having some sexy time there. In the, I liked all of it. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's basically how the book ends. Yeah. So what do you think? I liked it, but like I said, for some reason, I really was having this bizarre deja vu moment the whole time I read it. But even putting that aside, like I liked the side characters. I liked that they were all different animals. And I like that this author has so many books to choose from and different series that I feel like I could read a bunch of her stuff and, you know, take my time with it and kind of read the other series and get invested in them as well. I would probably give this like a solid four wet panties. I really, really liked this book. Um, 
I was so relieved because we've had a few duds going on there. And I thought, finally, we have a good book. I loved the characters. The story was very different. I'm probably going to read all the books in the series because at the end of the book, they list all the different series in all the books. And I took a picture of all of them so that I can read them. And I am actually reading Jasmine's book right now. It's called Bad Blood Wolf. And I would She's book two. I was surprised. Um, So I started reading that. Um, I really am enjoying it. And I probably would give this thing four and a half wet panties. This author was funny. And yeah, there's other authors that write books about different shifters and stuff. But this book to me was different enough that I didn't feel like I was reading the same thing regurgitated. Huh. I'm really surprised that Jasmine is the next book. Okay. Me too. I thought for sure it would be Flynn or. Huh. Okay. But you're liking it so far? I am really. Yes. Very much so. And okay. then in addition to that, I'm still listening to the, um, the audiobooks. I'm so into the audiobooks and I love the fact that I can do other stuff and listen to audiobooks. So right now I'm listening to A Court of Silver Flames, which is Nesta's book. Um, Is that the one that has the full cast still? No, because some of those books, if you look at the time of how long the time is, the full cast books are maybe six hours, but the person just reading the, doing the audio book by themselves is like 23 hours. Okay. I want Uh, the whole book. I like the full cast books. I finished the graphic audio full cast book for A Deal with the Elf King by Elise Kova. I really liked the male narrator in that book. His voice is so sexy. (laughs) Okay. All right. And so I'm actually listening to the Wrath of the Fae box set by Alessa Thorne, which has, um, it's not a full cast, but it does have uh, two narrators, one female and one male. So I have listened to books before that have a male and female narrator. So the last book that I read um, by Sarah Moss in this series, I really like the narrator. This is a different narrator. And I hate to say I don't like her as much, but I don't. I mean, she's still okay, but mm. she's not not as good, I don't think, as the last one. So that's okay, because as soon as I'm done with this, when is this movie coming out? There's movies coming out based on the series? For what? Akatar? I don't think it's a movie, but I think it was supposed to be a Hulu TV show. Uh, I don't know. That's fine. That's better. It keeps getting uh, delayed because of production. The writer's strike. The writer's strikes and all this shit happening, so. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, so after this, I'm going to listen to the Crescent City books on audio because the third book's coming out and I want to review what the first two books, my God, that second book, Jesus Christ. I just remember (laughs) the end of it and screaming at the top of my lungs. Well, I'm glad that you're able to get everything on audiobook. That's cool. Uh, Hoopla. Hoopla. I know. I love that. That's how I'm listening to stuff too. And every time I have to open that app i start singing knee deep in the hoopla from jefferson starship and i i wish i could break myself of the habit but you know me i'm untrainable also we have seven and a half weeks to go before we are in scotland that's crazy 
It is crazy. I'm not going to believe it until we like exit the airplane in Scotland. It's not going to really like sink in. I don't feel like until we're actually there. I hope to God I can control myself. I I may just shut down because I <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed by actually being there and seeing these men in kilts. Did you see? Did you watch the video I sent you of the men in kilts doing the handstand on the cliff edge? Oh God, no. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's on Instagram. I don't think you watch all the things I send you, and you really should because they're hilarious, and I only pick out the best things for you to watch. Go back and watch okay. it. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's why we're going. So I'm super excited. I'm so excited. I'm probably going to need your help packing. Um. Okay, sure. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Great. What are you doing today for the rest of the day? All right. Well, let me announce our next book. Hold on. Let me do the next oh, yeah. before we forget. Yes. Um, yes. It is The Cursed Romance of Time and Death by Heather D. Glidewell. Yes, I started that book. Very exciting. Uh, just, just the other night. Oh, okay. What was the other book I finished? The Alien's Lover by Zoe Draven. I love her. And I that was book three. So the first one, I think we did The Alien's Prize. I think we did that for the um, a podcast. Mm, uh, probably. We've done a couple of her books. And I cannot remember the name of every book we've done. So so you you know what i was thinking when i was trying to remember something about a book we reviewed maybe we need remy to email us that spreadsheet she did on <laughs> the books we did the number of stars she gave it yada 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 oh, who the or she did send it to me but i can't figure out how to update it um so it has not been updated since she sent it like several months ago <laughs> Well, ask her if she's got an updated copy. Oh, I doubt it. Because she told she sent it to me so that I could keep it up to date from that point on. But then I couldn't figure it out. So, um, well, send it to me. I have all the time I, in the world to do nothing. I. This is a good reminder to people listening that I that we have every book that we uh, do an episode on for the podcast on Amazon in a shopping list for people to easily get to and download their own copy of it, either through KU or they can buy it. I think there's literally only like one, maybe two books that aren't there because they're not on Kindle anymore for some reason. Um, but every oh. time we have an episode come out, I add the book to the shopping list. And you can get to that by going on our Instagram in the bio, click on the link tree. And there's, you know, something on there that says reading list. And if you click that, it okay. takes you to Amazon US. Yeah, very exciting. All right. Well, I'm going to try to figure out how to mesh four different recordings together when I edit this. <laughs> because we lost <laughs> signal in the middle. So uh, yeah, good, <laughs> good luck, luck to you. Guys, but I'm really trying to make this new recording software work. And I know other podcasts that use this, that I've heard them say this is the app that they use, the website. So if they can figure it out and they can make it work, I feel like I should be able to make it work as well. All right, babe. Sounds fabulous. We had a lot of issues, but I'm glad we were able to record. Me too. And Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.